0: Welcome to the Chantel Hyde Canada's Dating Coach Podcast, where you'll learn to love and be loved. Come understand how powerful you are and share in our common experiences so that we can all grow together. Like Chantel loves to say, let's do this. So good good. morning, Mr. Phil Eagle, Mr. TikTok famous Phil Eagle, who teaches everybody how to have an awesome relationship.
1: (laughs) I had a good week on TikTok this week.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Well, I posted that one video that was... uh... Oh, why am I blanking on what it was now? It's at 2 million views right now, and I can't even think about what it's at, what it's about.
0: Was it the fingers? Uh, Was it the chin on the fingers?
1: (gasps) No, actually, that one didn't do very well, and it's my fault. I posted that one last night. That one I actually thought was going to do very well. Sorry, I finally finished my coffee here. Um, and, uh, and it didn't do as well as I thought it would do. It actually didn't do very well at all. But the reason is, is because I didn't provide any context to what the video was. I kind of just thought people would just think, oh, this is really cute, and then interact with it. But people wanted to know why I was putting the fingers in front of her, and like no one really understood what was going on. They didn't just enjoy it because it was cute. So um, I need, my fault was not providing any context. So that was too bad on that one. Mm. But, um, I posted, uh, um, a questions about girls, which is my favorite. Well, one of my favorite series that I do. Um, and that one had that line about serial killers, um, (laughs) and, uh, girls like them because it's nice to watch somebody live out your dreams. And then that became a very popular stitch. Um, so that's been stitched over a thousand times already. Um, just that little clip, um, which is, which is really good. And then I had the other video that was at 2 million views. So Um, yeah, it's been a good week.
0: (laughs) Is, is that really good though? That so many girls want to, you know, kill their boyfriends.
1: No, but it is fun.
0: (laughs) Perspective.
1: (laughs) Definitely just a joke, but.
0: What's the, in your comments, what do you hear the most from people? What is, what is like a common theme?
1: Oh my. Um, well, it really depends on the video. Um, but I would say that overall, um, people want to know how to get into a relationship. That's probably the most popular question. Um, and, uh, they want to know how they can get their men to act, how I make it sound like men should act. Those are probably the two biggest, uh, topics that I would, I would say overall people, people say.
0: Okay. So how to get their men to act the way they want them to act? What's your answer to that?
1: Well, not the way they want them to act the way that, uh, I portray that they they're, they're getting the vision that men should act from my page. Um, but you know, my answer is, (laughs) how's the best way to word it? Um, I think that we as a society in general do not value communication as much as we need to. And we don't necessarily express our needs um, at the level that we need to be expressing our needs. And I think that a lot of the time people will uh, internalize things that they wish their partner was doing and then they won't tell it to them. They'll tell it to their friends or they'll tell it to other people that they want to confide in, but they don't confide in their partner in what they need. And I think it's a, there's a couple of reasons for it. Uh, people are afraid that um, they're being too naggy or they're being too negative, um, but they're also focusing on the wrong kind of aspect of it because what you're focusing on is I don't want to be a burden, but what you need to be focusing on is making sure that your needs are being met, and uh, and if you approach it with that uh, mindset, it kind of changes the whole conversation. Now, I have another thought on that too. Um, you know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, one lady asked me about um, I want to correct my husband, but I don't know the right way to to correct him without making it sound like such a negative experience every single time. And my question to her was, is well, how much you know, when like for in the example of my husband, clean the kitchen for me, but he didn't clean it. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, like Something like that is very common. And, but, but you know, you approach that situation and did you go straight to, you didn't do it right. Or did you say, I appreciate the act of you cleaning the kitchen for me. Let's talk about, you know, how we can do it differently in the future. It's, it's just like sports. If a, if a, if a baseball player hits a triple, He doesn't come off and the coach doesn't say, well, why didn't you hit a home run? This is how you hit a home run. He says, great job on that triple. Next time, let's get underneath the ball a little bit more and maybe we'll hit a home run. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it it's, it's just in the way that we communicate and the way that we learn from each other and, and, and how we, you know, intend to grow together. But that was a long winded answer, but that's kind of how I feel about that situation.
0: No, that's a great answer. I got to say, I get a little bit of the opposite. Um, which is, uh, you know, women who want to talk about their feelings because they have these feelings of anxiety within the relationship. I don't feel like I'm getting enough attention, um, or I'm sad, I'm depressed, and I and I want to tell my boyfriend how I'm feeling, but he doesn't want to hear it anymore, and so. For me, on my side, it's women who aren't feeling heard, but they're not feeling heard because their partners have been listening to them for a while. And I'm talking about the women who are with generous long-term thinkers, not selfish short-term thinkers. Um, So they've been sharing their feelings, and then their partners are like, I kind of can't do this anymore. Hmm. And the reason being is um, women are presenting their feelings as a problem that their partner needs to solve. And now their partner doesn't want to take on that burden of listening anymore because, you know, I understand it from, from the men's side that if it's the same thing that's said over and over again, and always the solution being laid at their feet, what their partner is because men are think and do right. You guys Mm -hmm. like your biggest frustration when you had your, uh, your stroke was that you lost that ability for a while to think and then do. Mm -hmm. And when we go to you guys and vent, you guys want to help us do. And whereas we just want to vent and then have you hold us and tell us everything's going to be okay. So, (laughs) um, and so that's one thing that I'm coaching women how to do is instead of going to your partner with your feelings, every time you have feelings, to meditate and actually reduce those feelings because shrinking your amygdala reduces your capacity to feel stress, fear, and anxiety. And those are the feelings that they keep talking about over and over again because so many of us are overwhelmed by these feelings because like I say, our environment has evolved faster than our brains have. And we used to live in a jungle, which was very calming and and kept our amygdala size in check versus now where we're constantly bombarded by stressful situations that overactivate the amygdala. So, so many people are experiencing anxiety. So many people are experiencing depression and they don't know how to deal with it because it's just not being taught. So they go to their partner, and their partner's like, I can't keep being your therapist, and I don't have the solution. Can you just not talk to me about this anymore?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's a good point. I think one thing that people very much undervalue, and it's because we've, for some reason in society, there seems to be a negative stigma about it, but there is like seeking professional help is the greatest thing that a human being can do, <laughs> it is, it is the best. And I didn't necessarily realize it until I had my accident and then I, I needed uh, professional help myself. Um, and, and, you know, like it was, uh, I I, w- I wanna see, you know, a counselor or a therapist the rest of my life, not necessarily even because I always feel like I need one, but to have somebody that is trained, like yourself, that understands what you can't always figure out in your own mind because you just, I mean, we as common, the common people you don't know everything, you don't have the schooling, you don't have the training and you haven't learned, but to have somebody to help you walk through some of your emotions and your thoughts, Oh my gosh, it's so, it's so useful. And what a tool that I think that is very underutilized and undervalued in our society because uh, I, I really do believe that it, it can, it, a lot of people would could save their relationships if, if they were too, uh, stubborn to go and see somebody that could help them through some of these issues.
0: So are you saying that after you had your stroke, you started to see a therapist?
1: Yeah, I was, I was given one. Um, so it wasn't a choice, but I was like, uh, it was the best thing of it because like when I, when I had my accident, I had your team signed to me. Um, so I had like four different types of occupational and, and return to work therapists. And I had a walking person and a speaking person. And then I had a general therapist that just helped me, um, return back to my mental strength of being a, a working class human being in, in this world when, uh, and a father when I didn't feel like I could do either of those anymore. Um, so he brought me my brain back to strength while everybody else brought my body back to strength.
0: Have you and your wife ever done couples counseling in any way?
1: We never have. Okay. That's Um,
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, we've never really felt like we've needed it. Um, However, like, we did couples counseling before we got, like, we did marriage counseling um, before we got married, um, which we thought was really good. Um, But to this point, my wife and I have an extremely high level of communication um and uh and we you know we do a lot of studying and a lot of reading i mean a lot of it because of this page that i run um and uh and we love to have open conversations all the time we we feel like we have a very very lot of strength and and a good foundation on that so to this point we haven't really felt like we've personally needed it however i don't think that we would ever have an issue if we did to make the decision to go um because of the fact of how vocal i am about therapy and counseling now that I've experienced such a positive experience from it if that makes sense
0: so what did it change for you how did Um, how did it change your mind about relationships and marriage
1: how did counseling? how did
0: it change your mind like like was what was the shift from what you were thinking before this counseling to sort of maybe the eye opener that you had
1: um well really I mean most of my counseling wasn't in regards to my relationship, it was just regards to uh, strengthening myself again. However, um, there was, you know, like when I mentioned that, like it was very hard to convince myself to be a father for the rest of my life when I felt like I could barely stand on my own. Um, he 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 did a great job of, of reteaching me um, how much strength that I had, even when I felt like I had none, and how much of a hero I can be to my family. Um, even when I felt like I couldn't be that hero, um, and, uh, and it took a while to accept it, <laughs> but, um, once I did, it kind of changed a lot of my mindset of my recovery and how hard I wanted to push and how hard I wanted to fight. And, uh, and it allowed me to, I mean, I don't know if that specifically is what it was like the TSN turning point, but like, you know, I really did at one point turn around and say, Hey, I'm not going to let this situation be define me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to beat it and I'm going to be who I used to be again. So, um, you know, that was, I know that that was a big part of it though, because I wanted to be the father for my kids that I was going to be before I had my accident and, uh, and I was going to get there no matter what I needed to do to get there. So, um, he helped me kind of realize that Even he, he, he helped me more realize that if I was never to get there, could I still be okay with who I am? And, uh, and, and once I was able to accept that, then I was able to, to push, um, to be great being who I am now. So, yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. Would you recommend everybody do premarital counseling? before getting married
1: counseling is great. It's super awesome. I really enjoyed it. I think that it was, uh, it was a good move for, for us. And, uh, and I, 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 it's one of those things. It's like, it's a tool. Why not use it? Um, it's just, you know, there's, there's no reason not to do it. Um, all they're going to do is, and like, they they don't tell you that you can or cannot get married. They just, they, they, you, you do a lot of, I'm I'm, I'm sure you do premarital counseling. (laughs) Do you (laughs) like, like, do you perform it?
0: Basically. Um, Yeah. yeah. yes.
1: So, I mean, like they just do that. You do a lot of things to figure out what um, you both value in life and, and they help you realize what you might have issues with in the, in the form of communications in the future, whether it be about finances, whether it be about, you know, all, all sorts of kids, all sorts of different things that it could be about. Uh, It's kind of, and then they they take, they prepare you for what you need to do in those situations um, so that you're kind of ready uh, for the tribulations when they come. Um, and I thought it was a great tool. Very, very good tool.
0: Nice. Yeah. What's your favorite part about doing your TikTok channel?
1: Um, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the funnest part of it all is, is, uh, is people, you know, fully, uh, feeling like they learned something from my page. And I think that that's very, very cool. and Very, very fun. I also love making people laugh and, uh, And, you know, I like, I think that one of the best parts about my page is that it's, it's, you know, relationship humor isn't as much of a, uh, touched on, um, subject in the, in, in the form of like, like spoken comedy. Like there's lots of pages that are like husbands and wives pranking each other or, you know, like doing funny things to each other in their relationship. And that stuff is very funny and I really enjoy doing it, but like as a spoken word, uh, comedy, um, you know, like, I feel like I kind of, I don't have a lot of other people that are doing what I do. And, uh, and I think that that's a lot of fun. Mm.
0: I, uh, my favorite thing is th- I, I have to buy a bell. Honestly, I have to buy a bell because I love it when women, uh, come to me and say, because of you, I left a toxic relationship mm. and I get that in my comments and I get it in my lives and I said, when I'm doing it, when I'm in my lives and somebody comes and says, that, I'm going to ring a bell because it really deserves to be celebrated, um, you know, because I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I have good men, generous long-term thinkers who come to me and they're like, why can't I find somebody? And I say, because mm-hmm. the women are caught up with the selfish short-term thinkers because they're more sparkly, but give me some time. I'm going to free them up. <laughs> And then they're going to recognize you for who you are and they're going to get with you. Um, and then there's an, an, a surprise. Like I've seen there's something in there that's happened that's a surprise to me. And that's the amount of men who show up in my comments and in my DMs. And so I really appreciate your channel because thanks to you, I now understand how to be a better boyfriend.
1: Hmm. Awesome. That's cool. I don't get that as much. That's cool for you. Like, I like that a lot. I wish I got that more. Um, The reason I don't is that, um, and you, you, I'm sure you understand this, but men don't always love uh, being told how they could be better from other men um, or in general. Uh, So I don't have, a don't have a large male following. Um, You know, anytime I post something and it goes viral, uh, it's that's when I start seeing comments from men. And for the most part, it's them saying not, that they don't appreciate it, that they don't want to see it, that they don't want this on their page. Um, The majority of my comments are from, from women that are enjoying that. So I don't get a whole ton of guys telling me that they want to be better because of what they see from me. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I've noticed. And I I, I kind of worded that wrong in the beginning, but it is something that I have noticed.
0: Do you look at your stats? Like, do you know your percentage of female versus male viewers?
1: Yeah. 86 female, 13 male
0: that's like, I'm, I'm like 85, 15. Right. Um, so it's, it's pretty much the same. I'm surprised actually that you don't, because you do speak to men a lot and you're like, this is how you can be a better partner. And I'm surprised you don't have as many people showing up and saying, Hey, thank you for that. Because it really, you know, taught me that I can pay more attention to the small things.
1: The reason I believe that I don't, um, is, uh, I, I, and I struggle with this. I struggle with today's dating culture a lot. I really struggle with the dating app culture, um, because everything is so geared towards instant gratification. And honestly it's geared towards, you know, male sexual preference really, uh, because that's the way that men run and, uh, in the short term, but, like that's it's and it's it's very disappointing because it, it really leads to a lot of anxiety and depression in women and it really frustrates me. So when I come up and challenge the way that the world is moving in that direction, uh, where you uh, it's it's you go back to respect, go back to integrity, go back to um, you know all of these other versions of what love could be, I'm challenging the new world norm of. Hey, are you going to gratify me? No. Okay. On to the next one. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, um, for them. And that's, you know, it's it, it. And I know that there is a lot of really good guys out there. I really, really do. And I really and like, you know, like I see it all the time. I see it more from women being like my, I posted one this morning, um, about half an hour before we did this. And it's about, um, guys wanting to be heroes and ladies just let just let your man be a hero once and it's a it's a joke video but it also has you know let let them let you let your man be your hero let them bring you a coffee in bed they're gonna love it and uh and like tons of women commenting and my man does this my man does this i love my man he's the best and and i love seeing that stuff and i wish more husbands followed me uh and maybe they do and they're just not as active in my comments and all but that's the biggest reason why i feel like i don't necessarily see the response is because of that, you know, threat to dating culture that uh I am and I am proud to be <laughs> because I hate it <laughs> and uh and I I like to battle it. So yeah, that's kind of what I think.
0: I like that. Um m- my feeling is males are a byproduct of female behavior. If we as like let's let's talk about dating apps um women think sexuality brings in the good men they think if they look good enough they'll attract the good men whereas that's not what brings in the men who are looking for a relationship is what brings in the guys who are trolling for sex um Mm -hmm. you know and if women keep choosing the selfish short-term thinkers even the, the generous long-term thinkers are going to say, well, those are the ones that are getting the attention. Maybe I need to become a selfish short-term thinker. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to be more like them in order to get into a relationship. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I think that's absolutely right. And I've thought that, I thought that lots. Um, I do think in the end that it's misguided. Um, and, uh, but I do think it's right. Like, I think that's absolutely correct. Um and I, and, and it's, and it's true. And I, I mean, like, I remember being young and I've made choices based on what was working for other people. And, uh, and that's like, it, you know, like that, does, I'm not ashamed of that. That just, it made sense and it worked. Um, be, but like, you know, these guys that are looking for these relationships, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that just want to be young and hot and make their choices. And, and, uh, and then, you know, they say, you know, the guys come out and they say, well, why, why couldn't you have chosen me? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this person and, and, uh, and, and yeah, then that, that, that's the answer. So I, I do think, oh, sorry, I just mumbled nothing for about three minutes there. Um,
0: Not at all. <laughs> I think,
1: I think, you, I do think you're right. I, I think another thing is that, you know, like there are, I think there's a very big misguided um, uh, mindset as to what a nice guy is. Right. Um you know, cause I, I do believe that a lot of the people that claim to be nice guys are not nice guys. And, uh, and that's very true too. So there's, there's always that. I did a video a little while ago about how, um, nice guys finished last isn't, uh, the term because it's nice guys. Isn't the word, uh, it's, it's boring guys. It's exciting guys finished first because you can be a great guy. You can be awesome. You can be super fun. But if you're bland, if you're not exciting, if you don't challenge her thinking, if you don't challenge her emotions, she's going to be interested in somebody that does. And uh, like kind of what you said with the, sh- almost like the shiny thing, but like you can be exciting and you can challenge her and you can make her want to think and want to feel. And you can still be a really nice guy and you can still be a really great guy. And, uh, and that, that's really important. But I think that, you know, a lot of the time that uh, nice guys or nice guys, uh get kind of stuck with you know being boring and bland and um just assuming that because they're not saying mean things uh that they deserve whoever they just think they deserve and that's just not the way it kind of works either so there's all these little middle gray grounds that people need to navigate
0: i think the nice guys are actually the biggest growth opportunities um Because just speaking from experience, right? My husband is a nice guy. That means he works long, hard hours. That means I need to be more independent. Um, He has children and he's very good to the mother of his children, like over, you know, like above and beyond because he gives his children above and beyond. So of course he gives Mm -hmm. their mother above and beyond so that his children receive above and beyond from both of their parents. And that Mm -hmm. challenges me to be more confident. So I think women are looking for emotional challenges in the wrong places. And I Mm -hmm. think if they can lean into that nice guy, it actually creates a stronger you when you do that, a better you, a more powerful you.
1: Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's a nice thing. That's a nice way to word it. I always, I always appreciate the way that you word everything. you're <laughs> very well, <Yeah. laughs> well spoken. Um, and you know, another thing is that, you know, like I think that a lot of people are, um, they, they think that all of the advice applies to everybody. And, uh, and that's not always necessarily the case. You know, girls, girls are in that 22 to 26 years older are, are looking for very different things than, than ladies, 35 plus and uh you know there's there's different there's different angles and different advice for everybody and uh depending on your situation and what you are and who you are and what you've been through and what your experiences are um if you have two kids and you're you know divorced and you're looking for a second relationship and you don't know where to find yourself or you go to the bar every single weekend and you just can't understand why you're not finding the right guy um They're both looking for a guy, but I don't have the same advice for both of you. Right. (laughs) So uh, there's that too.
0: (laughs) So when I sent you an email with the link to our, our meeting this morning, I said, bring a question if you want.
1: You did. Um, and, uh, and I was kind of, um, I was kind of deciding between two and, uh, What would you, what would you say to all of the ladies out there? No, let's do the men one. Let's, (laughs) I want to know, I want to know for, for all my fellows out there, um, that, you know, are listening to this or, uh, have the potential to, to see this message. I want to know, uh, Oh crap. Um, Oh no, no. no. Oh, you're good. What? you still there?
0: Yeah. I'm still here. Sorry. I
1: had to cancel it. Sorry. Okay. What (laughs) are, what what are the top three traits that you think are the most important, um, for a man that is in a relationship?
0: Oh boy. Well,
1: it's a big one. You know, why don't you just give me, you can give me one, two or three, whatever you (gasps) think. And this is based on a video that I'm about to post in a little bit here.
0: Okay, um, well, here's the thing, and this one challenges women. It takes a strong woman to um, to be able to handle this trait because women who are insecure want more time; they need more attention. But you know, I, I like to build women up. I like to I, I say a good man puts a woman on a pedestal, and her job is to stay there. Um, but Work ethic, I think, is one of the most important traits that a man should have, because work ethic is, again, like we kind of talked about this, this like, I I put my head down and I get it done. Um, And Every man needs to have the ability to get it done regardless of what's going on because both of us need to be the pillar of strength at any particular time in a relationship. And we take our turns being the pillar of strength. He needs to have the ability to take his turn being the pillar of strength and being able to carry the relationship through a tough time, just like she does. We're not always gonna be the pillar of strength at the same time. Sometimes we need to take our turn. And I think a man's work ethic is what gives him that ability to do that. Um, Another one I would say is the ability to be soft. He needs the ability to be soft. He needs the ability, like if she goes to him and says, I need a moment of your time because I just need you to put your arms around me and tell me everything is going to be okay right now. He has to be soft enough to recognize that moment of need and to put everything aside for a few minutes of comfort. And the third one, he's got to be funny. Gotta be funny. I love
1: funny. it. Gotta be funny. I like that. That's going to let you do that one in <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he has oh, to that's be. Good.
0: Listen, Phil, do you not know this? That women, above everything, appreciate humor.
1: Oh, yes, no, I, I know that I, I, and I've made a few videos about it before, um, but no, it is absolutely top trait, top trait, um, and uh, I mean, we could talk about that because I think there's different levels of funny, but we'll t- we'll save that for another time <laughs>
0: All right um, I want to keep it a little bit short and sweet today because I know when people are listening to a podcast, they're listening to it on their way to work, and um, so I want to kind of wrap this up today, but I want to do this again. I like this.
1: We can keep doing this. We do this twice a month if you want. I, I enjoy talking to you okay. too. It's a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: I'm, up for, I'm up for it. I'm definitely up for it. You are super right. awesome. I love your character. I love your personality. I love your videos. I love that your wife is starting to join you. And I don't care if that video with you with the fingers in the chin wasn't the most popular video. But seeing your wife, every single time you put your two fingers out, just, just seeing her just automatically place her chin there, it shows the connection between you two this unspoken beauty of love and I super love that and I love seeing her in your videos tell her I say hi
1: I will I absolutely will and thank you for seeing the true heart behind that video because that was exactly what I was trying to get across (laughs) so you uh you're the greatest but yeah we will talk soon and uh and again I appreciate you and, and everything that you say and do so um thank you very much
0: yes I, lo- I mean, we all love you, Phil. Like we really do. We all love you because <laughs> you, you bring the love. And I think this is what the world needs. And TikTok is such an amazing platform because there's so many people watching and it's so good to see people like you that bring goodness to it. It balances the dark with the light.
1: Well, thank you, Chantal.
0: Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, my friend.
1: Okay, we'll talk soon.
0: All right, bye.
1: Okay, bye-bye.